of um, they were rejoicing, their sins had been forgiven, they were rejoicing in new life, they were rejoicing that um, God would never leave them or forsake them, but then it, it gets to be taken for granted. And, and I want to think just a little bit here today about signs of our first love. Number one, there's an enthusiasm. When you're in your first love, you're enthused. And, and a neat thing is the word enthused comes from a theological, biblical background. It is, thus comes from theos, which is God, and in God. And that's where the word originated. In God, there is what we now know as enthusiasm. There, there is that in our lives. There's that um, sense of excitement and joy that comes from God. And he said, you've lost your first love, that sense of joy and excitement. And this comes, really, the way we keep that is what we mentioned in the morning service through our personal walk with God. When you're personally seeking God and daily He's speaking, He stirs up, we are in God, and that produces that enthusiasm. And and it's evident, this always needs renewal in our minds. We need to stoke the fire. Um, you always need to stir up the embers, so to speak, and, and, um, and renew it. So there's this sense of enthusiasm. There's also, um, when we're in our first initial part of our relationship with God and first love, there's a learner spirit. Wow, this is so good, and, and what else is there to this? And it's like... Um, I, I want to learn all that I can about this. This is, is so good. You can't minister to others unless you know, unless you know what you have. Have you ever been a place like Menards or Home Depot or Lowe's and you're in a certain department and you ask a guy, what about this? And right away you can tell, he doesn't know. He's he's out of his element. He is working a job, and he doesn't know if this works or if it doesn't. And right away, that doesn't make a good salesperson. And not that we are selling Christ, but in order to let people know how great God is, we need to know. And so we need to have a learner spirit, learning all that we can. Um, when we, when we first started dating, I learned that Marilyn loved red licorice. And she said, there used to be this red licorice, red licorice. This is normally almost my nap time. All right. So, (laughs) but she said they, the government outlawed a certain red dye, and I haven't been able to find it anywhere. And and so I went on a mission. I, every type of red licorice that I could have, 
I buy it. And I don't, I don't think, to, she may have been leading me on, but she'd always say, no, this isn't quite it. No, this isn't it. This isn't it, you know. So, so I'd keep trying and keep trying. Now we're, we just settle for Twizzlers and Red Vines. Red Vines is the best licorice, right? Have you ever, you know what I'm talking about? Red Vines, family pack. They come black and red licorice. They're the best. Anyway, but I, I gave myself to learn because I wanted to please. See, we, we learn God. So that's the first part. Knowing God and then helping others know God. So we learn God. We have a learner spirit. We want to know God more and more and more. And, and learn what he likes and what he doesn't like and, and learn what his heart is and then we help others. And so it requires a learner's spirit. Thirdly, it requires us to be passionate. Um, different than enthused, I would say passionate would be an unwavering commitment. Nothing is going, nothing is going to stop me from this. Um, it's a, it's an agape love, a deep love that, that is committed, that involves this commitment. And, and it is evident, the commitment is evident in, it's hard to separate passion and passionate, but sometimes we think of passionate as, as intense and and that and it really is. Um, Abraham Lincoln said, "When I go to hear a preacher preach, I want to see a guy that's like he's fighting a swarm of bumblebees." What he meant was, I want someone that's passionate. Okay, that I I want them to really. Believe what they're saying and, and it's evident when someone really believes it, it's evident in, in their facial expression, it's evident in their muscle structure and tone and every, I mean, they're into it. You know, if, if I said the Kansas City Chiefs are a junk team, some of your passion has already kicked in right now, you know what I'm saying? There are junk teams out there. I won't mention them, but um, no, Dave, I'm not going there. <laughs> but, but passionate about Jesus Christ, and and that will be evident. And in realizing that, um, this is part of our first love. And then number four. Unashamed. We're unashamed. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Um, that we're not afraid to represent Christ. Willing to share the good news. <clears throat> Let me read a quote. The present age is so flippant that if a man loves the Savior... He is a fanatic, and if he hates the powers of evil, he is a bigot. When do you think that was said? Charles Spurgeon said that. 
That sounds like today, doesn't it? The present age is so flippant that if a man loves the Savior, he is a fanatic, and if he hates the powers of evil, he is a bigot. Do you understand? Some things never change. And and you passing out and giving out, you might someone might think you're a fanatic. Or they might they might even look at some of these and write back to the church website, you're a bunch of bigots and so on. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's going to get worse in the days we live. But first love says, you have changed my life. I am not ashamed of it. And you may think I'm crazy. And you may think, you know, and, and they'll have all these terms. And, and the reality is, um, They, they want nothing more than to shut down all these churches. And one of the ways that they'll be doing it, if they get their way, is if you say anything against the LBGTQ or whatever else, then you're hate mongers, you're a terrorist organization, <clears throat> and that's just the way, that's just the way that it's going. But you know what? It's not any different in Spurgeon's time or Paul's time. And the most important thing is that we know God and that we help others know Him. And, and to be prepared. I mean, we have good news. And, and we need to share it. And that's why we will keep encouraging you. Pick up these or other tracks or whatever else and plant the seeds and plant them generously. We need to continuously be thinking. Next Sunday, we'll be doing the same thing. How many seeds were planted? And and 50, that's a good start. And we don't want it to go down. We want it to go up. And and it may mean that we we have to purposely go out of our way to meet people, to be able to, to make contact. But this last week, I read a book, The Autopsy of of a deceased church. And one of the several things that it mentioned is when the church loses its outward focus, it is on the road to death. When it, when it loses, when it all becomes about us and loses, hey, we're here, as we mentioned in Sunday school, we're here to reach the lost. We're here to touch other people's lives. We're here to make a difference. And as we do that, that helps keep life. Honestly, think about it. If, if all a church is concerned about is itself, it loses the purpose for what God has for it. So why, why not let it shut down? And there are hundreds of churches closing every week in the U.S. And, and the reason is we, is when they lose sight of their purpose. And it really is this outward focus. And so we need, we need as representatives of God, we need to be enthused in our walk with God. We need to be passionate that I love God and nothing's going to change me from this. And I am committed to being a learner 
and and know more and more and more about God. And I I am unashamed of of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God. And God can use you to touch people's lives. Um, you know, people people are hurting and people don't have answers and and they have nowhere to turn. And there is no telling how you planting a seed can make a difference. And and maybe you were here this week and see one of the things about filling out these sheets. There will be weeks where you maybe have zero that you write down. But it's good for us to realize, wow, I didn't plant a seed this last week. And maybe you wrote that this week. That's all right. This next week, get one out there. You know what I'm saying? And it, 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 every week it's going to be a reminder. What good works did I do? Well, I don't know what I, you know, I didn't kill my kids this week. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> these kids are looking at their parents like, <laughs> but, but to force us to think about what am I doing? Because isn't it too easy just to get in where we live life? We just go through it. And and we don't realize the power that there is that God wants us to make a difference in people's lives. But you you want to make sure that you're... You're doing this not out of obligation. Just, I mean, it's better to plant a seed out of obligation than not at all. But the best, we want to create an environment that, that is good. You want, you don't want to be the salesman at Menards that doesn't know anything. You want to be, and I don't mean everybody at Menards or them don't know anything, but you don't want to be that guy, alright? You get what I'm saying. We want to be, no, this is the best thing that's happened in my life. And honestly, you, you need, you want this. And, and they should be able to see it in our life. They should be able to see it in our countenance. They should be able to see it in our marriages and families. And that's, that's what God wants to produce in all of our lives. And your life can touch other people's lives and to realize that I just I just want to encourage you that um, you can make a difference and you can be the light in the darkness and I think sometimes we don't realize how dark it is but try to imagine what life would be like if you didn't know Christ I mean seriously where there is no hope, and they really have no hope. And especially in in a lot of these, um, I was going to say young people, but adults too. But young people, I was thinking, their home lives many times not because of their doing, but are are just a horrific mess. And and there is no good news for them. And for us to provide the good news of the gospel. And, um, you know, you never know which one of these things they may click on.
Um, I'm curious, did any of you go watch any of these, okay? A few of you did. I'd encourage you, go home this afternoon and uh, pull up some of them. You need to know what you're selling. Don't be that guy, all right? We're not selling it, but we're giving it away. But um, And see, they, they are done excellent, and, and they bring it back to the gospel so that we know. Be a learner. Have the learner spirit, and, and to see what difference that will make. So, um, and, and you mentioned right at the start, praying every morning. God, give me opportunities. Help me to recognize the opportunities because there's many times God gives us opportunities and we don't recognize it. Give me opportunities and then give me wisdom. And, you know, you might say, oh, man, I don't want to get in a debate with with somebody on the Quran and the Bible. Well, if you ask Karen, she didn't have all the answers either. But then this, again, makes us a learner. It drives you into the Word, and like we said earlier, to admit, you know what, I don't have the answer on that, but I'm going to find out. And and it that then helps produce the growth. But it begins with that desire, Lord, I want to be used of you. I want to be usable in your hand. Give me the opportunities today. And you know what, God loves that prayer. And you might think, my day is going to be humdrum. I don't know if I'm even going to see anybody today. But you'd be amazed how God will give the opportunities as we have a desire to be used of Him. So, all right, good. Anybody else? So, make sure you pick up some more of these. And when those are gone, we can get more of them. And um, they'll be used. For God's glory, but be say you may be here tonight today and and say you know what I I'm just not enthused I'm not in God I'm in God but I don't have the joy. Your prayer may need to be God restore unto me the first joy and take the steps to that end. And maybe it's, you know what, I'm worried what others think about me, but I am going to be unashamed. It doesn't matter what others think about me. It matters what God thinks about me. You were more concerned what they thought about you than what I thought about you. We don't want to hear that from God. And and when you put it in that perspective, it changes everything. Many of these people you'll never see again. Some of them you will. That's not the point. Someday we'll answer to God. And and again, not out of guilt, but out of love. But even if you have to start out out of obligation, better to plant a seed out of obligation than to not plant at all. You know, there were many times our kids helped plant potatoes, for example, and it wasn't because they loved it. It was out of obligation. But they enjoyed eating the potatoes later in the year. And and um, God wants us to get the seed in the ground. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we do thank you of all the people in the world and 
how many don't know you, why in your mercy and grace you've allowed us to know you. What an amazing gift. And, and Lord, we just say thank you. But Lord, we also realize that with that comes a great responsibility and privilege. And I pray that we would be growing in the manner of our relationship with you, that we would be growing in our relationship with others and representing you. And Lord, I do pray for the 50 seeds that were planted this last week. I pray that you would put those in good ground, that they would grow up and you would be able to um, bring an increase. Lord, that souls would be saved, that that individuals would be brought back to fellowship with you. And I pray that you would encourage each one here this next week that we would see the opportunities that you give, that would, you would open great doors, that you would open hearts, and Lord, that we could rejoice at being an instrument usable in your hand. So Lord, again, thank you for your kindness and your mercy to us. Help us to rejoice in our walk with you and to be faithful in it. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.